Hey guys, I just wanted to start the episode by telling you that some of the intro may be a bit dated because it was recorded over a month ago, I believe. Alright, enjoy the episode. Hey besties. So, <laughs> we just recorded a good amount of this intro uh, not recorded. We just were chatting on a Zoom call. No recording was happening, unfortunately. So we're back. Part two, round two. I've been saying, hey, bestie, a lot. Um, more than usual. I was saying it for a while. We did it. We had an episode Oh, called Change Your Habits, Bestie. Whatever, whenever that was, was when I was saying it a lot. And now I'm saying it a lot again for some unknown reason. So I've been needing to send out my invites to my birthday party because I'm 12 and <laughs> it's this weekend. So, so can you come? Yeah. Is anybody, anybody, anybody's welcome. <laughs> no, actually I've invited too many people. No one else come, <laughs> but basically just to back it up a little bit, I had this happy hour a few weeks ago. It was a work happy hour. I talked about it really briefly on the podcast because I was still like really writing the low, writing the aftermath of that happy hour. So I was like, I'm just going to talk about it. Like it wasn't that bad, even though it was. It wasn't that bad. <laughs> just got, I got really drunk, but to be fair, so did the other people that I was with. It wasn't like I was over here like being belligerent and no one else was. But anyway, so we started the night at a couple bars. We went to like a couple bars on Broadway, which is where our office is. And then we went to Postino, which if you don't know, it's like a wine bar. People from my work go there all the time because uh, it's right by our office. I like end up going and getting so much wine at this place. I'm like plugging the podcast to absolutely anybody that will listen. We end up going after that to this bar called Milk, which is my favorite bar in Denver. So fun. And taking tequila shots. So we just really bookended it with tequila, wine, and then more tequila. Why? We don't know. (laughs) So um, I end up going and staying at my friend Sammy's house or her apartment. Slept on the bathroom floor because that's the only place I ever want to sleep when I'm like so drunk. I'm like, I just need to be on a cold surface near a toilet. That's like kind of the, that's the only, that's, those are my only requirements. And um, she was like, are you sure we have a couch? You know, Um, her and her boyfriend, I had to meet her boyfriend. Just he, I don't know who knows what he thinks of me. Couldn't say. (laughs) And I took the roll of toilet paper off the thing and slept on it. Oh no. <laughs> like an insane person. So that's how that night went. So I wake up, I, I eventually moved to the couch. I wake up and I have a random number in my phone that I've sent the podcast to. Who? <laughs> we don't know. Well, we didn't know yet. So I asked Sammy, turns out it's like, obvious, it was obviously someone we were with, but it was this guy from work. So for like a week and a half, I've been meaning to send this invite to him because I know I told him about it. I told him about the party when I was really drunk, but I was like, I don't know what I said. Like, did I invite him? Did I not? Did I like give him all the info? I have no idea. So I go to his desk at work and I'm like, Hey, like I had to bring him this other thing. And I was like, also, I can't remember if I was telling you about this, like this um, party that I'm having, but you know, you should come if you want to. He was like, okay. And I was like, so I'll send you, he's like, where's that? I was like, it's like a few places. Like I'll send you the invite, whatever. So I'm thinking that I have his number, but I was like, I just don't know. So finally, the the whole purpose of this story is that finally last night I like double checked his number with Sammy. I was like, is this his number? Or is it this other person that we were with? Should I text him and say, Hey bestie. And she's like, no, absolutely not. You don't even know. (laughs) Don't know. (laughs) I was like, yeah, you got me there. You got me there. So I'm just going to stop talking in like five seconds, but the actual really important part of the story that I just remembered is that the other guy who was with us at the happy hour was, I was also telling him about the podcast and we were chatting about it, like whatever. And I was telling them that we only have 4.9 stars because of the one four-star review (laughs) your dad from my dad I was like everyone else everyone else has ever reviewed it gives it five stars everybody (laughs) just because it's like just be supportive like get us to five stars we're like we're not if you're if you're a stranger and you want to rate us four stars because that's how you really feel okay go off but like 
friends and family, like just leave five stars. Like, come on. Like you're just, we're just trying to like get off the ground here and a year <laughs> later. So anyway, my dad leaves us four stars. So now for eternity, I'm thinking we have 4.9 stars. So I'm telling this story at happy hour because I have no chill and I will just talk and talk and talk until literally someone stops me like I'm doing right now. So I'm venting about this situation. So yesterday at work, this guy comes over to my desk and he's like, Hey, I've been listening to the podcast or I listened to an episode and I was like, Oh my gosh, thank you so much. Like he was like, I just have to say, I'm obviously not the demographic. And I was like, okay, sure. (laughs) Go off. But, um, but he's like, it's really good. He was like, you guys sound as far as it being a podcast and like the way it sounds, he's like, it sounds really professional. It's very structured, like structured really well. You guys clearly have some sort of outline that you're going off of. Like, it sounds really professional and really good. I was like, professional. We talked about double fisting last week, but okay. (laughs) Oh, I was just, I think he just meant like, it sounds like a real, like professionally recorded podcast. And like, we obviously don't just get on here and talk except for right now. And so well, I mean, we were not like, never mind. I don't, I don't bad mouth other podcasts. Never mind. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, except for that one time, <laughs> sis. So, um, <laughs> okay. So he goes, he goes, I, um, I left you five stars and he goes, did it fix it? Did it change it? And I was like, probably not. Like, thank you so much. Like, that's so nice, but it's still gonna be 4.9. Cause there's that one four-star review. Lo and behold, I get on the app. Five stars. Five stars. I'm looking at it right now. And it's five stars. Five point zero. Not five point five. Jackie, what? It says five point zero out of five. I thought you said five point five out of five. (laughs) (laughs) Almost think you did. Listen back. Yeah, I probably did. Um, but yeah, I was like, oh my gosh. So I chatted him. I chatted him and I was like, (laughs) it's a five stars. Like you it actually got to five stars. I think it's like once once there's like an abundance of five stars the one four star doesn't matter, it's, you know, it, like it just fades out. Yeah. Cause I've seen a lot of podcasts that have five stars, but it's like, they have other reviews that aren't five stars, but the five star ratings outweigh like all the other ones, I guess. I don't, <laughs> it's not mathematically correct, but <laughs> anyway, thank that's you. Like, you know, I feel like that's just a, that's exactly how I am. Like I have a lot of problems, but the overwhelming love and support of my friends just outweighs <laughs> Yeah, it gets you. It, it gets you to that five point five out of five for sure. Yeah, it sure does. It sure does. I'm a five point zero, five point five out of five person. Yep. I'm a hundred and ten percent. Yeah, so that's yeah. No, that doesn't make sense. So I'm not. There's no other life updates. I basically hit every single update right then and there, which that was pretty good. Yeah, that's all. Um, but anyway. What's been going on with you? Did we even say welcome back to So Good So Far podcast? Welcome back to So Good So Far. That, that whole thing was a cold open. <laughs> oh, dude, I'm on. Okay, oh, you didn't even talk. We didn't even talk about Spotify Wrapped. Oh my gosh, dude. Okay, you go first. Mine's <laughs> so funny. Wait, did I send you mine, or did I only send you Bryce's top? You song? only sent me Bryce's top song, which why don't no, you no, send no, me no. the class? No, no. <laughs> okay, so Bryce's top song. <laughs> Bryce's top song was "Teenage Dream" by Katy Perry. <laughs> why wouldn't it be? That was my top song too in 2011. <laughs> he played it a reasonable 13 times. <laughs> I asked Jackie. I said, either he listens to Apple Music because how can you how can your top song have only been played 13 times? Like, and it's Grand Teenage Dream. Grand by his, his like top genre is like bluegrass. <laughs> that is Teenage Dream. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what the hell? What the hell be? And the se- his second song was by Lord Huron. So okay. Okay, so all in the sh- same realm for sure. He gets it. What was his aura? <laughs> like chaotic. I didn't see. It. I didn't see. It. <laughs> no, the there's not even was... two words. It's just chaotic. <laughs> chaotic nostalgia. <laughs> That's it. Um, okay. Chaotic nostalgia. Let me let me find my yeah. Hit, hit okay. us with your top five artists because okay. 
I'm like all over the map kind of. I got Shaky Graves was one because I went through that like crazy Shaky Graves. But I'm really surprised because Clara was four, even though I like only listen to her album now. Right. But it's like you have to take into account the whole mm-hmm. year. The whole year. Yeah. And I listened to Shaky Graves the whole year, but I only found Claro like in late October. So yeah. And I think it only goes time. to like mm-hmm. the end of October and then they're like putting mm-hmm. it together in November. I don't know. And I'm surprised because camp was my number three, but I felt like I didn't listen to them that much this year. You know what? That kind of happened. Well, that kind of happened to me, like with Chelsea Cutler. It was like, mm-hmm. I didn't, I wasn't listening to her purposefully, like on repeat. It was just like, I have so many of her songs and my like songs that it comes on like pretty often. Yeah. So it's just like, you know, that's how camp is. Oh, sorry. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Sorry. Um, Nicole just took a huge hit. (laughs) I guess I can't handle my weed. Um, no, I just choked, which is almost more embarrassing. Um, your own spit. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Sorry. Keep going. Oh, um, two was the Beatles are always like my one or two. And then my last one was the Strokes, which She's- I think that's that's how most of them were, except for Claro. Um, is that like all year I listened to them like kind of on and off, just like song. Yeah, I just like a lot of their songs, so they would always come on, and that's mm-hmm. kind of why that happened. Yeah, that makes sense. It's so funny because I see like two types of Spotify wrapped, and one is like people who have yours like like your tiktok one (laughs) oh yeah you gotta post that tiktok on the story guys so my top five were uh i probably it's taylor swift olivia rodrigo billy eilish lord and chelsea keller (laughs) like the most predictable shit i've ever seen and so i made i did that tiktok sound that's like she looks like every other bitch like but it's like usually that's used in like uh there was one that was like trying to find my white girlfriend in urban outfitters or like <laughs> trying to find my subaru in like the ski parking lot you know it's like she looks like every other bitch <laughs> anyway but is i was that, seeing is that what mine looks like no not at all <laughs> like but yours is like consistently you have the beatles and that's because you listen to them like they're, it's not like new to you mine not that mine are new either but it's like when i save songs that's what i listen to is like my liked songs only mm-hmm. and oh. so you're probably like oh I'm gonna go listen to like a Beatles album or something like I don't only yeah, listen I listen to, like, to albums but, like, though mostly. oh yeah I listen to like my liked songs and I'll just like put it on mm-hmm. and let it play like my most recent like song so it's like really a measure of the songs I discovered that year like the songs I was really obsessed with that year obviously like Billie Eilish Lord both put out new albums Olivia Rodrigo Taylor Swift oh, well, I guess almost all those people actually <laughs> all those people put out new albums so I guess it does make sense the Beatles put out Album here. <laughs> not a killer album I'll tell you everybody <laughs> oh yeah I was in the not the top five person or not the top what is it you know how people put their their top artist on there and they're mm-hmm. like I was in the top like 0.5 percent of listeners and they're like that's a lot no I right. was in the top 0.05 percent of listeners it was like probably me and another dude yeah just going really hard at it going hard on shaky yeah. graves <laughs> shaky graves did not comment he was freaked out <laughs> I know, dude. Well, the most horrifying thing is that I was in the top 1% listeners of Taylor Swift, which is like, oh my God, that's actually a lot. There's like a lot of listeners. I just, yeah. I don't know how that happened, but well, actually I do. So, but So what was your audio aura? I actually didn't save that one. I'll put it on the story. I don't, okay. I don't want to look it up right now because I'm being lazy, but I will, I do have a question. Well, what was your audio aura? <laughs> Please tell me. This is so spot on I feel like cozy and yearning <laughs> I saw that today I was like you that honestly yearn? is her that honestly is her <laughs> that is me I just like to be in bed and yearning for someone yeah I will have to find <sighs> mine but the question I was going to ask you is mm-hmm. did your top songs coincide with your top artists pretty much yeah actually Three out of five of them are Shaky Grave songs. I was like, yeah, that lines up. Okay, yeah, and that then, lines up. <laughs> I was like, what was I going through? Because like Shaky Graves isn't like sad. I was like, it was, it's, I don't even know what kind of music. It's like I was pumped up or something. I don't know. <laughs> and then I had one that was like snail mail and another one that was a random artist. Okay. That I didn't even feel like I listened to a lot. And I was really actually surprised that, it, excuse me, what the fuck is that? <laughs> um, 
Nicole described this long ass lollipop, like an eight inch lollipop and stuck in nowhere. It was already open. I don't understand. This little thing is made out of honey and lemon and it's like a little lollipop and it's a stir for your tea and it kind of like sweetens it, makes it taste like honey and lemon. Oh, okay. But she's I'm just, just eating, eating it I'm straight. Just it. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, I don't so, need that conduit. So you said earlier, what was I going through because of these shaky grave songs? Like, what was I going through this year? I'll one up you and say that my top five songs were all Olivia Rodrigo. Like I was a 16 year old going through a breakup <laughs> to all five. <laughs> I thought that at least like happier than ever by Billie Eilish. Like I listened to that on repeat for days, a couple of songs from Lord's album. No, no. I listened to sour. Like I was being heartbroken by my first love. Like I had just gotten my driver's <laughs> license. How many times did you listen? I listened to driver's license like 300 times. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> For why? Dude, I would just start it My over. My top song was 58. Okay, I'm going to have to look. But I want to say it was like, you listened a reasonable 300. I know. Why did they say reasonable? Oh, it doesn't make any sense. Oh my gosh. So that's my Spotify wrapped. I mean, obviously my top 100 slaps. There's a lot of stuff on there. I'm not like, it's funny because- I do like those are my top five artists that I listen to, but it's not really indicative of my exact taste. Like I obviously like listen to a lot of other music. It's just that those are the ones I just put on repeat. And it's so funny because like Taylor Swift, Olivia Rodrigo, Lord in a way, like Chelsea Cutler are all like going through breakups, like something about love as if I've been in love at all in the last seven years, as if I've even had a prospect <laughs> since 2015. We don't know. We don't know. So. Anyway, let me find out really quickly how many times I listened. Okay. Oh, 230 times I listened to driver's license. <laughs> oh my God. Wait, how many minutes did you have? 43,000. Oh, okay. Yeah. I had 42. I feel like that's a normal. Yeah. It's like a normal. Amount. Yeah. Okay. 230. I mean, mm-hmm. to be fair, that song came out like in January. So it's like I had the okay. whole year, like once a day. That doesn't even come out to once a day. Like that's not that weird. I was listening to it like 20 times a day that's, at some point. That's a lot. Mine was 58. Well, this is kind of funny because Nicole's top podcast was our own podcast, which shows she's a real G. Which, okay. Mine that's is I, not. I know. But- I don't listen on Spotify to podcasts except for ours. Oh, okay. <laughs> to get the download. Yeah. I don't listen to our podcast at all. Yeah. That's because you listen to it 20 times and you edit it. <laughs> I'm like, if I have to hear my fucking voice one more time, I'm going to kill myself. Um. <laughs> I've thought about it though. Maybe I'll show Bryce this one because he still has yet to listen to a podcast. That's my goal for the rest of the year. That's shocking. He'll listen to Teenage Dream (laughs) more than he'll (laughs) listen to his own girlfriend's podcast. Um, that was my biggest news. I feel like, but I can't believe I didn't think. I guess I guess I have bigger news than. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh, I was gonna say Katy Perry. Jackie has Um, a huge life update. (laughs) I just applied for community college and I got admitted yes <laughs> dude I'm this so is, happy for you yeah and oh my god why didn't I go to community college because like I don't know man why didn't I that was so stupid first of all the application took 10 minutes but second of all it the entire program's gonna cost like seven thousand dollars which is unheard yeah. of um and then I got accepted three days later learning <laughs> register for classes and <laughs> um it was just so easy and I'm now going back and getting an associate's degree just like and that and is it two years yes so it's going to be for graphic design which it's like not that I've really talked that much about my interest in graphic design but I have been thinking a lot about this and doing a lot of research about graphic design and what jobs would be like and it just seems a really great intersection of like design and art and creativity mixed with, you know, technical skills that I've learned from this podcast and being a millennial and then also working at the library. I don't know what the fuck exactly I want to do with that, but I sure think that it'll be better job prospects than this shit is because it's terrible. Um, yeah, so I'm going back and getting my associate's degree. I think you're going to do great. Mm-hmm. And I'm so Thanks. proud of you. And that's yeah. going to be so fun. Yes. We love I'm college. Really <laughs> I love college. <laughs> I feel like is, I'm just actually really going to get a lot out of it. And 
this is actually the first step I've ever made towards any kind of career. I don't know. It feels good. Yeah, no, that's like fantastic. Like we always preach on this podcast, like take the steps, do mm-hmm. the actionable things, like whatever. And then it's, it's easier said than done. Like it really yeah. is. I mean, you can, obviously you can just say it all day long, but it's like, I was just, I just saw this TikTok the other day, you know, that's where I got all my information. And <laughs> it was like, you can't think yourself into a decision. Like all day, every day, I'm like, am I doing what I really want to be doing? Is this what's really right for me? What's the right decision? And it's like, but do I ever say like, I'm going to try this next thing. I'm going to just try it. Like, probably not. I tried the podcast. That's like mm-hmm. a thing. Of course. I forget. I do this all the time. I'm like, I don't do anything. People are like, don't you host a podcast? I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> For that's like a those, year now. <laughs> like, that's what those Zoom calls are. Um, <laughs> no, but it's like, really, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you just say, I'm just going to take the next step. And it, and I don't say that in an ignorant way of like, just pay for college. Like not like that, but just like, why wouldn't you just try it? YouTube is free. All these, there's all these different things. It's like, I really want to learn to play the piano and I've always wanted to learn. And I've never really even tried. Like I know a song here and there, but it's like, I have a piano at my house and it's like, why, not? why, why wouldn't you just sit down and try it? You're, you always kind of think like, I'll get a chance like one day eventually. And it's like, well, you're not going to get to like redo this. Yeah. Or like a chance when the time is right or whatever. And I think that this is like a, a lesson that I'm learning a lot lately is the only way to really see something all the way through is to commit to it fully. Yeah. A hundred percent. Okay. Well, do you have anything else to discuss in the intro or? Um, Okay. No, but not really. But what I did want to say is that somewhere in this episode, um, kind of at the end, our guest talks about like kissing yourself in, in the mirror as a baby and it just reminded me of the, um, yeah, that made me think of that thing you posted today. Yeah. I posted this thing today that was just <laughs> such a Neil deGrasse Tyson, Tyson's, Tyson's, Neil deGrasse Tyson, Tyson. Yeah. Tyson. Mm-hmm. I, I was thinking of Neil deGrasse Tyson's tweet that he tweets like every few years that talks about like um, kissing yourself in the mirror. So his first one was, Another thought to disturb restful slumber, especially if you are vain. In a mirror, you can only kiss yourself on the lips. And he has tweeted this four other times in a different manner. I can't because he's tweeted it so many times, as you can see on Jackie's story. We'll put it on the story. Um, We always say, we'll put it on the story and we never do. Um, But we will. I swear. Um, (laughs) I promise. So they're all like years apart and they're all a little different. And I'm like, it's either that he's like fucking with everybody and he's like, we're going to, I'm going to tweet this again in a different way. Just like, just to see if anyone notices or literally every few years, he's like groundbreaking thought. <laughs> I choose to believe it's that one. <laughs> I hope it's the second one. <laughs> I really do. Groundbreaking oh thought. You can gosh. only kiss yourself in the mirror, but on the lips only. Yeah. Um, oh, well, speaking of our guest. <laughs> We have a really great guest on today. Uh, She is the host of one of my favorite podcasts, and we're not sure why she even graced us with her time, but we got it, and (laughs) we're so lucky. It was such a great conversation. So yeah, we have a really great episode with her coming up, so please enjoy. We'll be right back. All right, we are going to get back into it with our guest for today. Um, Jackie, do you want to introduce her? Yeah, so today we have Julie Merica, who is the podcast host of one of my favorite podcasts, Make Your Damn Bed podcast. And she also does comedy, and she just seems like an all-around great person, and I'm really excited <laughs> to have her on the podcast. So welcome, Julie. Thank you. Thank you for having me, ladies. Yeah. Yeah. We're so excited. I've been listening to Make Your Damn Bed all day, literally just queuing up episode after episode. Thank you. <laughs> I was oh. like, this is my research. I've listened here and there, but um, I just was like, I really want to listen to a bunch of episodes and I just love it. It's like obviously the perfect length for just something like a quick little 
sometimes inspiration, sometimes just like thought starter in the morning to just kind of make you think about things a little bit more. So I love it. And Jackie turned me on to it. So it, it's great. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No problem. Yeah. I, I listen every day, but not while making my bed, which <laughs> I know that's how you're supposed to use it. It's that's recommended use, but I like, uh, I have a really hard time waking up in the morning. So I kind of get going with like podcasts and music and stuff like that. So, uh, it kind of wakes me up. It's you're like my, you're like my cup of coffee. <laughs> so nice thank you I'm so glad because I honestly I don't really like care if it's used intended like a lot of people do binge it and like some people do it with other things some people just listen to it on their commute um and I've heard all kinds of people like apologizing to me they're like I don't make my bed and I'm like it's fine I don't care <laughs> they're like I've let you down <laughs> I know it really does feel like they've done something personal but honestly the reason I made it was because I struggled to get out of bed myself and I mornings are hard so I was thinking I was like well if I made something that would make it like this is my get out of bed song or whatever. <laughs> mm-hmm. kind of yeah. I, I remember the easiest time I ever had getting out of, out of bed was when my brother's alarm clock song was beautiful girls by Sean Kingston. <laughs> and, and that was their, their alarm clock song every morning of sixth grade. And I was, I could not turn off that song faster. And it was, a, it was the easiest way to get out of bed. <laughs> but now because it's a bop you're like no I need it off actually it is a bop it is a bop I will say but (laughs) But anything you will ruin any favorite song as an alarm clock for real I know like I never want to hear that shit again yeah (laughs) literally exactly how I feel yeah uh but now I still feel like it is a bop so it didn't ruin it completely I just needed you know 12 years of recuperation (laughs) I was gonna say (laughs) A little space. <laughs> yeah, just a little space from it. So a whole decade of space. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so now I like to use podcasts to get up and and yours is one of them. And and I, I love the like short postings, but yeah, I, I agree with Nicole. It's like a thought starter in the morning because in the morning my brain's just turned completely off. So it's kind of nice to like turn it on in a way that feels really positive or is a nice thought in the morning instead of like I don't know, with like the first thing I'm experiencing is traffic on the road or something like that. Yeah. I mean, this is a stressful place. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So you kind of said that the reason you started it was that you wanted something to like get you up in the morning, get you out of bed. So can you tell us a little bit more about like why you started it, where the idea came from to do it every day, to have the short episodes, just like a little um, information about how that started. And then, um, how it's how it's going now yeah um I had the idea a long long time ago probably like four or five years ago I started thinking about these conversations I was having on repeat with like any of my friends like all of my friends I would be having these same rant conversations and I'm like everyone needs to know this stuff and I feel like nobody talks about it and it would be like things I learned in therapy or like some of my self-help books I've been on kind of a like you know an unlearning of like trauma and life, you know? And so I started collecting these concepts in my notes in my phone, but I didn't know what I was going to do with them. And then of course, as we know, the panini hit and we (laughs) all were struggling. And I was like, you know, I really would love to make something that feels like a good habit starter. And I, I had read all this stuff about associations with habits and like creating like a pair, you know, like you get out of bed and you listen to that podcast and that becomes the like trigger, um, to do a good habit. And so I realized I needed to make it every single day. If you're going to instill it as a habit. And I was like, I'm not ready to make anything daily. That's (laughs) a lot of commitment. But because of the pandemic, I had a lot more time and I was like, I guess this is the only time that I'll ever have to do it. So I was going to start with the 66 days, which is how long it typically takes to create a habit. And I was like, if I can do 66 days, I'll feel really good. But then the reviews came in and people were enjoying it and I just kept going. And I thought that I would be at a loss for content because, you know, I want to keep it kind of positive and motivational, but I also want to have a little bit of real talk in there, like big sister vibes. But I haven't I haven't struggled at all because I just I ingest a lot of self-help stuff and so I feel like I'm constantly being like oh yeah we need to talk about this or whatever yeah I bet too like since the episodes are pretty short you feel like you can really focus in on something specific for those like five ten minutes and then 
it's um it's like you can touch on that topic again in another way in just a short little amount of time so it's not like whenever we do a topic sometimes we're like we really beat that topic for an hour and a half <laughs> <Yeah>. like <laughs> we don't have anything else to say about it but <laughs> yeah that's so. something too is I've definitely realized like I have repeated some concepts before and I'm like well I'm rewriting it in a new way and so and I always have more thoughts on it because I could rant about things for an hour yeah. so <laughs> It does make it a lot easier when they are like five minutes. It really does kind of get that out of the way, you know? That yeah, fear. yeah. So do you, do you yourself have a routine when making it or is it kind of just whenever you can fit it in in the day? Um, I have severe ADHD um, and I Same. have, yeah, routines are hard and yeah. transitions are hard. So I, and especially with creative stuff, like I want to keep these creative and I want to keep it fun for me. This is a passion project. This is something like I've always wanted to do. Um, and cause I want to put a good message in the world, but I also want to create content and like, you know, it's creative enough. It's got a, it's got a lot of overlap of all the things I love. So I want to keep it something that I enjoy. So I don't put a strict regimen on it, but I try to aim for like one day of writing a week where I'll write like 10 or so scripts. And then I will do one day of recording a week where I'll record all those scripts and then edit them and publish them all at once. Because it really, like once I'm in the flow of things, like the Mm -hmm. first one usually takes a little longer, but then after I get back in the flow, like I can kind of buzz through them. Um, But because of that, I kind of keep it flexible when I'm in the mood because some, like I try to write on Mondays and I try to record on Wednesdays, but I also like, there's some Mondays where I'm like this, I don't have it today. I just not creative. I don't feel inspired. I don't feel, and I don't want to force it. I don't want to like fake it. So I have some that I've written that I can like my emergency episodes where like, I'm like, if I run out of content, I have some like pre-written. So if there is a a night where I'm like, oh, I don't have anything for tomorrow, Um, I will, but I try to keep them like, you know, a week ahead of time, Mm -hmm. um, just so I don't get stressed. I'm trying to create that. But at first it was definitely weird to create a system, but now I'm like 290 episodes in, I've got a little bit more of a system for it. So it's become a lot more smooth, but it's, I wouldn't call it a routine by any Mm -hmm. means. Yeah. It works for me. I'm just working my own, you know, style because I don't want to be miserable. I want to create stuff that feels good. Yeah, that's I the, love that. It's the hard thing to find when you're doing something that you're passionate about is like how much work do you put into it? And the more work you put into it, maybe the less you're gonna have fun with it. So yeah, and anything can become work, right? Like mm-hmm. I I don't know, anytime you you have an obligation to something, our brains, I feel like most human brains are like, I don't want to do it. Like we have this rebellious <laughs> side as soon as something feels like an obligation. So even if it's something you love to do, like Jerry Seinfeld has this um, quote, which I don't love him, but <laughs> I have notes, but it's this quote from this comedy documentary from years ago. And I think about it all the time. And he was complaining about going to the nightclub to go do comedy. And then he's like, well, and then I think I'm not going to wake up at 7am and be a construction worker. And I'm like, that's true. Like everyone has their job and you have to just put it into perspective for yourself. Like, especially if you are working on something that you love, whereas like, I wasn't really getting paid for this, but it was something that I felt passionately about. I felt good about, and it was fun to do. And once I did create a more like flexible routine to where it wasn't as, you know, is ob- obligatory, I guess is the mm-hmm. word. And I, yeah, I could lean in more. Yeah. yeah. We started doing that kind of with our podcast, like it was getting to the point where it was so much work and we had so much other stuff going on and we were like, let's just take a step back, take the pressure off of it. And I feel like what we do put out now, the content we do put out is so much more meaningful and like stuff that we're proud of because it's not like forced, like you were saying, so. Totally. I think that's so important for everything. I tell that to comedians all the time. I was a school teacher and then I went into comedy. So I came to the game a little later um, and I, everyone's miserable. Everyone's miserable in comedy. And I'm like, y'all, this is the fun job. We get to go tell like dick jokes and like drink beers on stage, like get over yourself. This should be fun. And a, a big note that I always have is it will always be there. Like things, you can come back to it. Your fans will understand, like your listeners will get it. And of course, if you don't come back to it, then maybe it wasn't meant to be, you know, maybe it wasn't something that was actually firing you up. And when it is, you're picking like this podcast is a more passion project, right? So you want it to be something that you can continue to feel passionate about. And ideally that like 
urge will always be there. And of course, there's always going to be some resistance and there's going to be some like, okay, I should do this. I need to do this. And that's good too. show up for sure. But show up when it feels good if you can. And then you'll yeah. keep positive associations with it too. And you'll want to keep mm-hmm. doing it and keep creating more meaningful content. Like you said, yeah, it'll be easier to show up more if you like it when you're doing it more. Yeah. Yeah. I've done stand-up comedy too before and everyone is really miserable. And I'm just like, then, then why do it? Because like, even people who are doing desk jobs are not as miserable as how you are during doing comedy. So maybe that's just the wrong job for you. (laughs) I always say that I'm like, go be the funny guy in the office somewhere. Like, (laughs) yeah, yeah, I know you chose the wrong job. Sorry, buddy. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. And, and, uh, I think a lot about like that, that comedy versus mental health aspect, because, you know, at my most depressed, I've, you know, been the most funny or sometimes not at all. And, and actually like, sometimes I'm like, oh, maybe they're not even related, but then I'm like, no, I definitely think they're related because a lot of my humor kind of comes from a place of like knowing sadness and knowing what's funny because of that. And so we kind of also wanted to talk about to you, where does humor and mental illness, mental health intersect? I mean, all over the place. I, I guess it's more a matter of most funny people I know have a dark history (laughs) and like they had some traumatic childhood. That's why they're like the ugly, funny friend kind of thing. And I think, yeah, when you're younger and I was pretty bullied, um, it happens. You kind of just create this shell of defense almost. And then when you get older and start to make real friends and start to have some self-worth on your own, you can hone it a little better to where it's not necessarily a defense mechanism. And I think comedy is incredibly important and laughing is one of the best feelings. And it's one of those, um, it's universal. Everybody laughs like babies laugh. So like you, to me, having an outlet that is positive, feels good, but can also get you through these kind of trying times is incredibly important. And I have struggled with finding the balance a little bit because I definitely cope with humor. And I am one of those people where I'll be making jokes at funerals. It's not appropriate. It's not great, (laughs) but it's also like, it's how I deal with stuff. And it is like, we're in a very heavy, dark world and life is hard. Life is really freaking hard. And if you can't take it with a good sense of humor, then to me, I'm like, what are we doing here? This is awful. Like it, it, there's no redeeming qualities if we're not laughing about half the shit that happens. Because in my opinion, a lot of life is just very funny. Like there's stuff that comedians can't joke about because it's just life is funnier you know like it's just Mm -hmm. sometimes my life will literally jump the shark on me and I'm like whoa you can write that in a sitcom that's ridiculous (laughs) yeah you would be like the writers would be like that's too silly get it out of here but that's my life (laughs) it really happens all the time and I think it's good to be able to laugh about heavy shit Mm -hmm. um it's also good to like have balance of course you can't cope with everything you do have to have real hard feelings too which I had to learn the hard way of I can't just repress everything and and joke about it not everything is funny all the time but at the same time more things are funny than not and I've learned that that is my healthiest way of coping rather than just getting irrationally angry at people (laughs) like lashing out in that way you know Mm -hmm. yeah yeah I I feel like we're kind of similar in that way where it's just like we'll really be going through it and all we know how to do is just make jokes about it like I just can't Uh like I just I find it so Mm -hmm. hard to like be serious and be like I really need to talk about this thing I'm like well things are going downhill again like I don't know you know it's just like I can't be serious about it but yeah yeah I remember I wrote a, I wrote a sketch when I was with my my ex was breaking up with me and I was like bawling and in my head I had a sketch going uh and I was dying laughing and I was like oh this is problematic <laughs> I'm like falling also writing very funny sketches for the future you're like I'll take yeah. this to therapy probably yeah. so yeah. I feel what you were saying before also because there was a a stand-up special I I'm blanking on her name she's from I think like Tasmania or something like that. And 
um, it was on Netflix and she had this whole thing about self-deprecating humor and it just kind of clicked for me like, oh, actually maybe if I pretend like I'm great all the time, I would think that more often. And even if people see me as cocky, it's better than laying in bed all day. So yeah. I did an episode on self-aggrandizing. Yes, and yes, exactly. I did the same thing. I was, I was the queen of like talking shit about myself and I thought it was, a, it was a defense, right? Like, so if I say it, you can't say it first and it won't hurt me or whatever. I already know I'm chunky or whatever, or ugly or whatever, like uh, things that aren't even necessarily true. And then, yeah, it becomes real. Your language does affect how you believe on your, your own mindset. And I didn't realize how much it was impacting my own mental health in just making these jokes. And when you do self-aggrandize yourself and you're like, I'm the best, I'm the hottest, even if you don't necessarily believe it fully in at all, you can kind of channel that energy and it does become real. It really does. Mm -hmm. It builds your confidence so much. Like I have seen so many people in my life that are, are not traditionally beautiful, but their confidence has inspired me to be more confident and like seeing them. And I'm like, no, you're hot. You're so hot just from being confident and like believing that shit, that your shit don't stink. And it really does help. And I know that some people think it's egotistical or whatever, but I also think that's coming from a place of brainwash in a society that makes a lot of money on insecurity you know I think our society has made us all hate ourselves because that makes more money you don't make a lot of money on people who feel good in their bodies who feel good on their clothes who feel good in their face you know what I mean like you don't need makeup you don't need hair products you don't need tooth repairs you don't need yeah you know I mean? like, <laughs> well you have- I actually I broke mine because I fell on a treadmill so I actually didn't need that one <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <Of> <laughs> for like look reasons that's just more for like I want it for me and even if it yeah. is like whatever yeah you feel that was, good, that was more okay functional that was more <laughs> functional so I could eat popsicles yeah. <laughs> that is fair. and to me if people do look at differently at you for not like dressing well or not looking your best then those are those people's insecurities and maybe mm-hmm. they shouldn't be your friend anyway like they're obviously pretty pretty shallow and like maybe not the best people to be hanging out with so like yeah, it shouldn't change anyone's opinion of you because I think that's cool too. Like seeing somebody like that is dressed down all the time. And then when they do clean up, you're like, damn, you look good girl. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that kind of thing is really fun too, to have the like reveal. Of, yeah. Like, I feel like that's, all. that's all TikTok is, is you go on it. It's just like reveal after reveal after reveal. And it's like, <laughs> Oh, you can change. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it's better. Cause you can like glow up. Whereas if you're like every single day, like I have to be in my full face and like looking perfect mm-hmm. one day you don't everyone's like it's a reveal but it's you different okay? <laughs> you right? yeah. yeah yeah are you tired are you yeah sick? are you like, sick no, no. <laughs> I'm always just how my face looks yeah, yeah for real <laughs> oh man yeah and and my humor has also changed with like you know I, I've been trying to find a, a more neutral humor where it's more like observational. I would say for me mental illness is the easiest to deal with when you're making more like factual statements, like I'm trying to think of a neutral statement. Oh, instead of like, I'm not good at being on time or I'm good at being late. Just be like, I have been late the past three times. That doesn't mean I need to be late tomorrow. Yeah. It's not your identity. Right. And I think importance of being honest with that stuff is like, you realize other people have it too. Right. And Mm I, um, I don't know if you follow Emma Chamberlain, everyone does. She's adorable and she's got millions of followers, but she kind of normalized that. Like she kind of lays in bed all day and doesn't do much, but she like, she does stuff, but it's her stuff. Like, she's just like, obviously she's got more money than me. So she's allowed to do that a little more, but, (laughs) but she does, she's pretty like, I I had this whole bad association with staying in bed all day because there's a lot, there's a lot wrong with it. One, it it impedes your sleep. If you're doing all your work in bed and you don't associate your bed to, you know, you don't get as much done and you do feel it can, it can create a negative cycle, Mm -hmm. but it's a common problem, especially with the pandemic, especially working from home. I have a roommate, you know, who's out in the living room working sometimes and there's not, it's not as flexible and it's not necessarily comfortable to set up a chair situation in my room. So I will be in bed. And instead of guilting myself for that, 
I find the relatability in it. And the fact that this is not, I'm not alone in this, right? Like not everybody has this problem, but I'm definitely not the only one with it. And I think by making it an approachable and just like, yeah, it is pretty neutral. If you're doing stuff, I'm still showing up for when I need to. It's not like I'm sleeping through everything important. As long as I keep that like in perspective, it makes me feel better because I recognize that my energy levels are not the same as everyone else's and that's okay. That's what I was given. And it's like, I I was really down on myself for a long time, but then I'm just, now I'm sad and down on myself, you know, like it doesn't help my guilt my like own feelings about this doesn't help me get out of bed. So what's the point, you know? Yeah, exactly. I find that uh, a lot of problems that I have revolve around guilt that I have from not doing it and it makes it just harder. So just giving yourself like as much leniency and, you know, love as possible, I think has always helped me even like do more than I ever thought I can do. So. Yeah. Yeah. You're not going to, punish somebody that you love for being in bed all day. So why would you do that to you? Like, why are you shit talking a friend? You know, like if your friends in bed all day, you might be like encouraging, you might ask them to go do something fun. You might try to convince them, but you're not going to do that in a nasty way. And so we're just so nasty to ourselves. And I, it really makes me sad. And I think that's pretty universal. Um, is this like negative self-talk that we have all kind of adopted. And it's, it came out of, society right like we don't grow Mm -hmm. up like that when you're little a baby you don't care about sleeping all day you don't want to miss anything (laughs) (laughs) you're just so dumb all you do is yeah (laughs) and like you let your belly hang out you kiss your own reflection like all that that bad stuff is learned you know Mm -hmm. all that stuff is taught and like you have to kind of unlearn it because let your belly hang out, kiss your own reflection, like think you're the coolest thing in the world because you are, we really are just all little miracles walking around. The fact that we're all alive in this time, even though it's a dark time, it's also a very cool time. It's a really progressive time. It's a really exciting time to be alive. Like it's, it's dark, but we got Grubhub, you know, like yeah. it's, it's, <laughs> it's nasty, dark, but it but sure is women, entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> women have rights, you know, like mm-hmm. some of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it's not, it's nice. I wouldn't be burned at the stake for having opinions right now, which is exciting. So I don't know. I try to look at the, like, everything is black. Nothing is black and white. Everything is gray. Everything is neutral. And like, it really is. You have to just find the balance. If you're, if you're dwelling in something really negative, look for the exact opposite and you'll find it, you know, you'll find the opposite. It's really where you're looking. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's kind of where, you know, make your damn bed podcast kind of came from. Yeah. Yeah. I just wanted to bring a little more of like, you know, positive and hope because there it is, we are in a, we are in a hopeful place if you're looking for it. And obviously I don't want to be in denial. I think that's what I was looking for too. All of the like positive and self-help stuff I hear is just kind of like, everything's great. You're amazing. And I'm like, no, we can, we can be realistic with it. Dial you know? back. Yeah. Right. And like, or it's like the men's like, get out of bed and you're a real, you know, like it's like, you're, you're worth a billion dollars. Don't waste a minute. I just think there's, there's room for everybody here. And I think we all just need to like be adding a little bit more positivity to the world does wonders. And we all have room for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I think just like Jackie was saying, I think make your damn bed is like the perfect way to just add in that kind of like, like you were saying, it's not just like everything is great. And like, here's my perfect outlook on life. It's like, here's just like a little take on something for you to think about today. That's like a way to look at this specific thing in like a healthy way, or how can you maybe like think about this a little bit better? How can you work on this, um, you know, like mental challenge or this emotional block or something? It's just like, one little thing to work on. And I think that that's, um, a great way to come at it in a more realistic way, which I always feel like when I'm listening, it's never overly positive and it's not obviously negative. So it's just something that's like a more realistic take on these little topics, which I love. Thank you. I I try really hard to do that because I, I, I recognize my ability to rant and sometimes I do get negative and I'm like, I don't want anyone to start their morning off a bad note. (laughs) So whenever I do a more real 
episode with like real bad shit that's going on in the world. Sorry if I can't cuss. I am. Oh no, time. you absolutely yeah. can cuss. Yeah. Yeah. We're we're explicit. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Last time we talked about someone fisting them, so, so that's cool. Cool. <laughs> we were All gonna right. take it out, and then we didn't for some reason. So <laughs> leave the fisting in. Yeah, leave the vest. That's what I. Yeah. <laughs> I try to do like actionable content too. Like I'm trying uh-huh. to be like, here's, here's things. And I try to do it inclusively to where it's yeah. like incorporates different perspectives because I know everyone can hear the same sentence and get something different out of it. Right. Like it's not. Yeah. That's what oh, I was going to say. It, you're so good at like being like, you know, this is just me. You don't have to take any of this if you don't want to. And yeah. I feel like we're constantly having to remind people of that on here too, because the last thing you want is someone being like, this isn't true for me. And it's like, I didn't say it was. <laughs> cool. Yeah. And it's not an attack if it's not, right? Like, it's fine. Yeah. We all have different experiences and perspectives. And that's what's beautiful. And what you should do is listen to people with different perspectives and be like, that isn't true for me. But cool, that person just expanded my worldview, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I yeah, love that. Exactly. Yeah. I love that too. That might that might be a good note to end on. Yeah. We just have a few minutes left, but this has been great. I I feel like this was like one of our really great, like concise episodes where we just talked about a lot of, um, good things that we, we always preach and stand behind. So I love this conversation. Me too. Thank you for having me. This yeah. is of course. Yeah. yeah. Um, do you want to tell people where they can find you, uh, on your podcast and social media? Yeah, you can find my podcast pretty much anywhere you get podcasts, Spotify, Apple, Google, Cast, Podcasts, whatever. Um, it's ca- called Make Your Damn Bed Podcast. You can find it there or you can follow along at Instagram at MYB, nope, MYDB Podcast. <laughs> you can also go to www.makeyourdambedpodcast.com if you want to connect to the newsletter. I send out a monthly newsletter with like actionable tips and some like screenshots of stuff that's pretty fun. Um, I also do, you know, Instagram content when I can, but you know, I'm a solo dolo kind of gal and this is a lot of work. So I'm doing my best, but I try to keep up with it. So yeah. Awesome. Well, that's great. Yeah. Everyone check out, make your damn bed. It's fantastic. Jackie and I love it. We co-sign everything. Um, and yeah, thanks so much for coming on. This is great. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. This is awesome. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And you guys know where you can find us on Instagram at So Good So Far Podcast. I'm at Nicole Pilgreen. I'm at Jackie Zadik. And we will be back next week. Hopefully. Tentatively. Yeah. Uh, you guys get it. <laughs> <laughs> you guys get it by now. And you it's guys know been- the vibe. <laughs> it's been so So good good. so So far yes birthday episode yeah Yeah! okay let's record it on either (laughs)